Hello and welcome to Cruisin' for a Reviewsin', the podcast where I get a friend to watch a Tom Cruise movie they've never seen before and then review it with me. I'm your host, Cara Westworth, and today I'm joined by my lovely mate, Chloe. Hey, Cara. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today, mm. Chloe. So we are back on my bullshit, which is the Mission Impossible series. So fun. So we had a little break because a pandemic happened mm. and it just felt a bit awkward getting people over. But now Australia's doing pretty good. Yeah. So we feel confident in visiting each other's houses. Yes. Right. So we were up to Mission Impossible 4, also known as Ghost Protocol. It was made in 2011, directed by Brad Bird, who is more famous for directing movies like The Incredibles. So he mostly does animated movies. And this was his first live action film. It's, in my opinion, one of the best ones. Maybe second to Fallout. I have some feelings. Uh, Maybe I will explain it, but basically the ending, I think, could could have been stronger for me to make it number two. But we'll get into that. So, Chloe, mm. uh, we ju- we literally have just watched this just movie. Just finished it five minutes ago. Uh, we have my Ethan Hunt doll from this movie <laughs> standing so over great. us right now. Beautiful. And I would like to know, how did you like the movie? I actually really enjoyed it. As you know, I have watched all four in the last four days. Mm-hmm. And this is probably my favorite out of all of them. It oh, was yeah. just chock-a-block with fun times the whole way through you uh, you heard me I was like oh my god giggling and what is happening I can't believe that's happening the whole time it was it was awesome it's absolutely non-stop yeah it's the more every time I watch it I guess I've watched it so many times that I don't concentrate on it and actually very easy to forget Mm. details of movies so I had to read the synopsis really closely and do all my notes Mm. because I was like I, what the hell's going on? So yes. I have to like stop and like, okay, this is what's happening now, mm. just in case, because a lot happens and it's a little bit complex. But even if you don't follow that, I think it's, it's still, still fun. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like it's all the action scenes. There's some of the best stunts in the whole franchise in this movie. Great stunts. So, Terrifying. <laughs> Tom Cruise is crazy. Yeah. Okay, well, let us have a chat about what happens in the movie. Mm-hmm. Strap yourselves in, guys, because it's probably not going to be a short one because, uh, yeah, all there my notes, a uh, there's a lot, a lot happens. Okay, so the movie opens. We are in Budapest. There is someone being chased, being shot at. has this cool thing where he f- throws this something down the ground and it blows up into this big inflatable mat that he lands on and isn't he the guy from Lost? Yes, Josh Holloway. Oh, yeah. I love him. <laughs> so he is getting away from some bad guys. Unfortunately, he's stopped by a beautiful blonde woman who shoots him and he and... panned to his phone and it says assassin and he just caught it too late. Mm. And then we go meet Ethan. So Ethan is in Russia. Mm-hmm. He is in a jail. Very nasty looking mm-hmm. Russian jail. And I've watched a few doco series on mm-hmm. Netflix about Russian jails and they look fucked. Mm. So, yeah, Ethan's in a jail for some reason and Benji and another IMF person are getting him out, except Ethan doesn't want to get out. So, Mm. like, they have taken over all of the security system and Benji's, like, opening some cells and a big riot happens when the guards try and intervene. And And you're like, what are you doing, Ethan? you got to get out of there. Yeah, and he does this, like, he he does this thing. I'm like, oh, this is so hot. (laughs) Wait, he goes down to the bottom level by just, like, grabbing the handrails and, like, flipping himself over and, like, you can see it's Tom Cruise the whole yeah. way down. You're like, oh, my 
God. Yeah, uh, one thing I noticed is you don't actually see Tom's face at all for like, I don't know, five minutes of the movie. Yeah. You see the back of him and the side of him and then finally you get to see his yeah. face and you're like, oh, yeah, Mission Impossible time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he basically doesn't want to leave straight away. Benji, who is now in this movie for good, like in the movie franchise properly for good because mm-hmm. um, in the third one he was just like the tech guy back at the headquarters. Yeah. So he's like, they can't hear each other, but they're arguing via gestures. It's like, no, you've got to go to the rendezvous point. And uh, Ethan's like, no, no, you're going to open. And he's just like, just waiting there. I'm going to wait here until you open it. So basically he's doing that because he wants to get someone out with him. Uh, A Russian guy that we find out was helping Ethan out with Intel. Get out of jail. It's all very exciting. Like they get to a dead end room and the uh, Russian guy he saved is like, this was your plan. You better have a better idea than this. But the other agent uses this cool vibrating device that blows a big hole in the floor and they they get out. Yeah, now they're out of jail. So all the time they're playing Dean Martin over. So there's like this fucking giant riot. to it. I love that. And there's a Dean Martin song like over the thing, which um, is a nice like, there's probably a word for it, like juxtaposition. Yeah, juxtaposition. There we go. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) They pick up Ethan. uh, Benji's there and and Ethan's like, Benji, why are you here? And he's mm. like, oh, I passed the field exam. I'm yes. super stoked to be here. <laughs> oh, yeah, and there's also a credits sequence, which the reason why I'm pointing that out is because they finally, because I think the last two were the ones that didn't have showing key scenes from the rest of the movie. Oh. So the first one, yeah, I think that was something they did in the TV series where the credits would always show like really cool bits from the upcoming episode. Mm. And so they did that in the first movie, stopped in the second and third and then picked it back up. It's just really cute. Like when you, if you haven't watched the movie, it doesn't make any sense to you, but I haven't watched the movie. You're like, yes, that's a good bit. <laughs> that's a good bit. They're in the fan. Uh, Jane Carter is the other agent who's with them and she is quite an awesome IMF agent. In fact, she's only in this one movie, but oh. apparently she's a fan favorite yeah, and bring it back. lots of fan fiction about um, her, even though she's only in one. Oh, she was great. She's she's awesome. Who's she played by? She's talking about Paula Patton. Mm-hmm. I don't know her from anything else. No, no, neither do I. Yeah, they're like, why do we have to break you out of prison? He's like, well, I was in there for, in there for a reason. So obviously, if you got me out, something bad has happened. Something bigger than that. Yeah, mm. and she has to reveal that someone who you find out she was actually in a relationship with mm. the uh, Sawyer guy, mm. Josh. <laughs> in his on his mission, it was to get some Russian launch codes for missiles, and he was ambushed along the way, and then. Shot Mm. And so the assassin, who Ethan identifies as a lady called Sabine, actually took the codes, which means she's probably going to be on selling them. And he like talks about, oh, the IMF are actually looking for this guy called Cobalt. That's probably the person who arranged for all this. So it's all come together. So Ethan obviously knows kind of what's going on. They immediately get a mission on a payphone. Uh, they need to, and also, uh, what's his name? Bogdan is um, taken away in another van. That's right. He's yep. a rescue. So he's out of jail and he, because he was feeding this valuable intel to Ethan, he's basically got a get out of jail free card, yeah. which is quite nice. Yeah, thank you. Although I wonder why he was in jail. Hopefully mm. it wasn't for anything. I'm sure in Russia you can go to jail for like, you know, jaywalking probably. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Definitely for being gay. So, so yeah, they get their new mission, which they've been told they have four hours to get into the Kremlin, mm. which is like the government of yeah. the Russia, I think. Heavily guarded. Yeah, and it's very nice buildings, but yeah, heavily guarded. And can yeah, if you like getting into the White House, I yeah. think, essentially. And they need to, so yeah, Ethan has to be the general and they need to go get this file on Cobalt to work out who he is because yes. they actually don't know who he is. And without knowing that, they can't really do much else from there. And Simon Pegg's with him, disguised yeah. as well, which knowing Simon Pegg in so many other movies, you're like, mm, it's not really, you don't really pass off as someone who's <laughs> doing this, but 
I also like this bit because Benji's so excited to be there and he's yes. like whispering. I'm like, I'm so excited. This Am I doing good? Yeah. Am I doing all right? I know. I babble and I'm nervous. Oh, no, I'm still babbling. And like, I wish we got to wear masks though. And it's very cute. Yeah, it's very uh, cute. So it's obviously, I think it's like his first mission mm. because the way they kind of talk about it. Seems like it. Uh, so they get in and uh, Agent Carter uses the balloon, carrying a camera Ooh, to I drop a device through the chimney, which is basically how they override the system so that they can get in scanning ID and everything mm-hmm. or all that kind of complex Mission Impossible stuff we've come to love. Very complex this time, <laughs> yes. They have to – so to get into the archive room that has all the files, they have a very ingenious way of tricking the guards. So they have a, dr- a thing that projects a sound of a dripping tap <gasps> that, that distracts the guard. So awesome. So he goes away and then they put up this big screen that takes out the whole corridor. It's basically got a projector. I, don't, I mean, it's, it's it not like a thing that exists. what it's hiding and then projects it on the front so that it thinks you're you look looking, like you're at, looking down the, the corridor. Yeah, but really it's But it also – the cameras line up with the person eyes so because if he there yeah, it wouldn't be the right angles and everything so yeah. it's all very complicated and there's a really cute bit where benji bends down to pick up like the ipad down below and just stands up in front of things so on the screen so his eyes are projected giant, his giant face of benji on the screen <laughs> so good. and you see Ethan's hand push him out the way but luckily the guy's not mm. looking so they get away with it yeah a bit more comedy in this one than the other two yeah it was watched. actually yeah, yeah quite a bit of, a few little jokey bits yeah. which is really cute i guess it, i think that's probably why they introduced benji to yeah, it a little because, comic relief yeah to all the action because yeah. it's yeah it's like you can't be tense the whole time that's true yes. thinking ethan hunt's gonna fall out of building or whatever <laughs> so they get into the archive room problem is all the files have been taken yeah, where are they and as they're working out what the fuck to do they hear over the they hear a scuffle happening over their frequency on their earpieces and like what the fuck is that and then they hear this posh english voice say yeah he says something about uh, are you in the archive room and all the guards are like because all the guards can hear it as well and they're like oh what archive room so they start running so the benji and ethan have to like get out of there yeah, straight away. It's not them on the frequency. Yeah. Someone else is there. Someone yeah. else is setting them up, basically. And they also go, uh, team leader, are we ready to detonate? Mm. And so everyone's obviously panicking because they're like, detonate. Bad word. Uh, Ethan, they split up. <laughs> Ethan runs like through all these stone tunnels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he ends up outside. He like, as the general was like, close the gates. And then uh, he sneaks out. And just, oh, does the best this costume is really change. Good. And, from what YouTube videos I've watched, apparently genuine spies do this. Like it's like actually a technique they use where they it's really quick sleight of cha- hand. Yeah, like, so take off his, like his mask jacket. Thing his jacket. He yeah, just takes off some face pieces and his jacket, military jacket. When he turns it inside out, is now a puffer it's jacket. Like a, yeah, bomber jacket. Yeah, and he's and, wearing a Bruce Springsteen shirt. Yeah, it's really cute. So good. And then he's with some glasses, and suddenly he's like an American yeah, tourist. In one swift movement back to being yeah. Ethan Hunt. Which was yeah, really cool. Yeah. And yeah, apparently a thing that they mm-hmm. try and they actually do. Like it's about doing it really quickly and no one noticing. Very impressive. Yeah, very cool. I would be like tripping over my pants <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> dropping all my stuff everywhere. There's like glasses and fake yeah, noses rolling around. <laughs> uh, so he manages to get out and on the way out, he actually kind of noticed a, a grey-haired, distinguished-looking man walking mm-hmm. opposite him, which he kind of registered and they kind of nodded at each other. But he actually sees him again outside in the car park and he looks at him and starts walking towards him. But meanwhile, the Kremlin is blown up and yes. Ethan goes flying and, like, massive explosion. Huge. Many people probably killed, which is a bit sad. And Ethan wakes up in a hospital bed. Handcuffed. Handcuffed. So Uh-oh. because, obviously, when he was found, they probably saw inside his jacket and were like, military yeah. jacket, eh? Something sus. So we're 
introduced to another antagonist in this movie who is called Sidorov. He is a Russian cop and he's like, you're the one who blew up the Kremlin. You're going you're down. From, you're from America. You're in big trouble. Mm. So as he's uh, handcuffed to the bed, Ethan's like, okay, what do I do? Meanwhile, Sidorov gets distracted talking to another cop and Ethan escapes and tries to break out the window. Sidorov catches him and like, what are you going to do? You can't get anywhere. I don't know, by the way, Tom Cruise is shirtless at this point, which is <laughs> a good time. <laughs> Uh, in the cold, so, you know, looking looking great. He's like, oh, I thought this was a good idea. But as he's about to come back in, reluctantly, a van pulls up. And so Ethan grabs his belt, uses it to slide down a telephone wire and lands and crashes on the ground and manages to escape. And, yeah, he's escaped the police, police custody and he's on the run and steals some shoes and a jacket to disguise himself, much to my disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> he also nicks a phone and basically arranges an extraction. I don't know what happened with the rest of the team. I'm assuming they've all got a rendezvous point or something. Uh, anyway, they cut now to... I feel like this bit wasn't explained super well. They cut to like a Russian family. So there's a dude watching a TV and he sees the news about the Kremlin exploding and he's watching it and he goes to his wife and his child are in the kitchen. It's like, oh, I think we should go on holiday somewhere. And they're, like, they're talking English so the little boy won't understand. And it's like, why? What's wrong? He's like, I just think we need to get away for a minute. And then he, he hears something on the TV, goes back out and doesn't like what he hears. So he calls out to his wife. like, pack the bags right now. We're going to leave straight away. But the- you think he wants to just get out because it's scary where he's living. But Yeah, so they don't, they don't really explain this because he does come back a little bit later because this distinguished grey-haired fellow who Ethan saw is suddenly sitting in the kitchen Same table guy. and he is like, oh, we have work to do. Mm. So this guy is obviously... He was expecting someone- this, which is why he yeah, wanted to Yeah, he was expecting yeah. something. So he knows something, uh, which they kind of explain a bit later. Still not sure if it needed to be left in. But anyway, Ethan is picked up by the secretary, which I think is the boss of the IMF mm-hmm. or the CIA, I'm not sure, and a chief analyst who is played by Jeremy Renner. Brand. Known as Brandt. If anyone who's watched me post videos watching Mission Possible 4 and 5 probably know how much I hate Jeremy Renner <laughs> with every fibre of my being. And I hate that he's in these movies, but the one saving grace is that everyone's really mean to him the whole yeah. time. They just pick on him and they don't like him. And which, so that's kind For of. For a very long time, I was like, nah, I don't like this character. But there is a turning point. There's a turning point where you're like, oh, all right. But I just, I just want to punch that man right in the face. I hate him. And I've been reading articles where people are starting to come around. Around and they're like, I think I hate Jimmy Renner. I'm like, yes, finally. <laughs> finally. He was a horrible Hawkeye and everything he's in, he pisses me off in. So anyway, Brand is there and there's like a bit which just pisses me off too. I think it's just because it's Jeremy Renner. Ethan's drawn a picture of this guy's oh, face yeah, he saw right. on his hand and Jeremy Renner's like, not a very good. It's, it's a bit crude, yeah. but I think it's this guy called Hendrix. I'm like, like fuck you, he drew, he drew a on face his hand. on a hand. That you when rec- did he even have the time to do that? It's amazing. Fuck off, Jeremy Renner. <laughs> I hate you. I I thought that was pretty rude. (laughs) So, yeah, they now know the name of the villain. His name is Hendrix. So he's apparently a Swedish-born Russian nuclear strategist who believes the weak must die for the strong to survive and wants to start a nuclear war, which Mm. is why he would have stolen all of that stuff. Mm. So, and this figure. Okay, this guy's obviously kobold. So that mystery solved, at least. The secretary is like, the president has initiated ghost protocol, which means the whole IMF has been disavowed. It's all shut down. Is that because they don't trust them? Because the Russians think it's the IMF who have done it. Ah, okay. And so to save face or whatever, they have to shut it down to be like, it's it stopped. Like, mm. this is, we're doing our best to sort this out for okay. you. Yeah. So Ethan's like, oh, crap, we've really stuffed this up. But the secretary is like, but... 
Here is a huge big plan that I'm not telling you because I'm not here. Very sneaky. That basically you need to do what you can to get this sorted. You're not going to have any help from the, the office or anything. You just have to do this on your own. And this is explaining all this. And Bran's like, oh, I don't know if you should. I'm like, fuck off, Bran. You're a chief analyst. Get out of here. <laughs> and <laughs> sorry, my, my prejudice really <laughs> comes through in this. Yeah. Uh, then suddenly there's shots fired and their car is blown up and it's flipped off into the river apparently it was um the russian police so because sidorov turns up at one point it's like can you please stop shooting them mm. but yeah uh they shoot him into the water and as they're in the car like and, and the secretary is killed and car flips into the water brant and ethan are under there and like what are we going to do and ethan distracts all the shooters by putting, putting a, flare, a flare into the sleeve of i guess it's the secretary yeah and just pushing really him down so yep. just they start shooting at that and they manage to get Swim out in time and Brand's like, I don't understand why that worked. That shouldn't have worked. And Ethan's like, who cares? It worked. Yeah, stop it, Brand. He's like, but what, what do you think they were thinking to do that? And he's like, I don't know. They just needed a target and I gave him a target. And I hate you, Brand. Which <laughs> <laughs> I think sets up, uh, set up that Brand's a pain in the ass. Mm. They go to a train, some train tracks and they're following the instructions of the secretary. They find the carriage they need to get on. Uh, have a little bit of trouble because they have There's a little retinal scan. Funny, fumbly scene yeah, like of them trying to get to- on. Loved it. Not to get killed while the train's going and doing a retinal scan. Uh, They get in there and... The team's there. The team's there, yeah. Benji and Jane are in there. It's all set up with IMF tech, so it's obviously... That's all they've got left to solve his Mm. big, terrifying mysteries. And Ethan's like, if you guys want out, this is your chance. But they're all like, no, we're stoic like you, Ethan. We're going to stay to the end. I'd be like, okay. (laughs) See ya. (laughs) Yeah, I just don't, because the secretary warned them, like, if any of you get caught or killed. We can't say you're part of this. You're a terrorist. Like, you have died and everyone will think you're a horrible terrorist. So be careful. big risk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially as Benji, I would be like, this is like my first day Mm. on the job as a a field agent uh, i'm just gonna go home and yeah what a disappointment the first day on a, as a field agent and he's it's just it hasn't gone to plan at all and now he's yeah. not even attached to the imf or anything and <laughs> yeah um they watch a video about hendrix talking about um how it's kind of a thing that happens in most of the mission impossible movies where creating a new world order by blowing everything up mm-hmm. so i think what his plan is now that the russian think americans blew up the kremlin that if the russians retaliate there'll be a new world war yeah so that's what he was trying to instigate and, and said like the only way that nuclear war can affect anything is if it affects everybody equally equally yes and then, and then everything will be okay and it's then, like a reset yeah is that what hitting reset and then like the survivors yeah. get to scrounge out of the very strange <laughs> i don't know why they think that's the thing like you know all these innocent people die because yeah. it's not going to be no. the bad people who will die because they've all got bunkers and things yes. it's a, uh, fucking idiot terrorists so we see what his plan was so they work out yeah kendrick's had left the kremlin with the nuclear device that will can send off a missile to attack america so they were i don't know how they find this out it's another thing i probably missed but they have to intercept the code so the codes are going to be sold by Sabine, mm-hmm. who shot Old Maid at the beginning, uh, she's going to be selling them to Hendrix and his right-hand man, Wistrom, and they have to basically intercept that and get the codes because without the codes, this all falls apart. But nothing's going to go to plan. Mm, of course so not. It's, it's only <laughs> it's, the second thing in the that movie. Would, that it's would not be go perfectly. mission perfectly reasonable, yeah. not, not mission impossible. <laughs> no. Now they're in Dubai. Mm. Also, I want to know how they fly. Like, 
Yeah. But I mean, they must obviously have all different passports and stuff, but it's 2011, very different. I just feel like it'd be really hard. I guess to... that's why they don't film that bit. Yeah, that's why we don't see <laughs> that. It would be too hard to explain. <laughs> but they only have, I think, only have like 30 hours. They only, like, only always have mm. like tight deadlines for all these things. So I'm like, how do you. Maybe Benji hacks in and just gives them tickets. Yeah. Okay, that probably makes sense. Yeah, we'll, we'll go, we'll with, go that. with that. Yeah, <laughs> we don't see that because that's boring. So they've got two hotel rooms and right above each other. I think are they right above or right next to? You? Mm, I was trying of. to work out because Benji goes between the two rooms because he oh, does things with the. Sabine is above them. Oh and yeah, then, and they're next to each other. Yes, that's right because um they yeah they're going to use each other as to get the codes and then send off fake codes because like Brant has this contact that takes fancy contact photo. that's like a scan takes photos mm. and it scrambles the codes and that's how they're gonna give Hendrix the wrong code because it prints it into the briefcase. Is that yeah. how I was doing it? Yeah. yeah. So the, yeah, the briefcase is a printer. All a lot. Uh, it take, it's taken me a million times to kind of understand it all. They come across their first hiccup. Benji can't access a server because he can't get call anyone the in the office because there's so many firewalls and heavy like military grade protection on the server room so the only way to get in to plug in the thing that will give them access is from the outside and they're actually in and i forgot the name of the building but uh, the tallest building in the world oh, at the burj khalifa that must be the name of it so the tallest building in the world mm. 130th floor they need to get to wasn't it yeah the 130th mm, floor very good and um, ethan's like we have to get there and benji's like well i'm the computers and mm. brand's like i'm just the helper <laughs> so ethan's like fuck well how am i gonna do it and benji's like well luckily i have these fancy gloves that if you put your hands on the glass they stick to it so you just do that so <laughs> ethan goes this is my favorite bit in all the mission impossible movies because i just think i'm, I'm looking at the doll now but he's wearing like a black vest and black three-quarter pants and I just think Ethan looks absolutely beautiful and I'm very very into this bit of the movie and also my favorite thing in the world is kind of bewildered Tom Cruise or bewildered mm. Ethan Hunt where he's just like what the fuck am I if I got myself into yes which is for some reason like in the third movie when he's in that car getting about to get blown up is the hottest version of Tom Cruise <laughs> that exists because I'm just like oh he's so he's a little bit helpless at the moment I'm like I'll save you Ethan yeah. I don't know I don't know what it is I just really really like it uh so he's like putting on the gloves and he's like okay all right Blue means glue, red means dead. So you've got to slide your hand on in this way to, and you peel it off to. So anyway, they cut a, they cut out the window on the, they're like on the hundred and. 10th floor 109th floor or something so up he goes so yeah he has to climb up in his fucking gloves and very quickly they stop working yeah Yeah, really quickly so he's not even all the way up (laughs) and one of them starts flickering and like he drops one drops a bit and then he at one point he drops like he watches it fly off into the yeah he has to take it off he just takes it off and just flies away later coming back just kind of sticking next to him and falling off again uh infuriating so he's has to climb up the last few floors with one, one glove. hand and, he, and kind of using his legs as well to stick yeah, on each just, side. Yeah, he just got like very some, uncomfortable. Yeah, looking. just some column things that he can just kind of climb up between. Like I just kind of invite them. And just a reminder, he has ropes and stuff attaching him to things. But Tom Cruise is doing this. Yeah, it's Good fun, Tom. Yeah, it's it's I, like and it was that, that high too. And they what? had to get really special. Oh, I think they got permission. Um, Really easily because Dubai is trying to become like a not a Hollywood but like somewhere where people want to want film to more. Film. Yep. So they thought this would be a good way. But mm-hmm. they also had to like get all this permission to get the window out because at that height, having a window out actually is bad for the building. Yeah. And all that airflow coming in. Suddenly. Yeah, yeah. But the building hadn't been finished, so they actually did it on a floor that was empty, actually oh, empty. Nice. So nice, yeah, nice. little things like that. Uh, but yeah, he he manages to get to the server room. He has to like There's a cut laser up. again. That is laser and. 
And and did you notice when he was doing that, he's not holding on at all. He's just using his legs to steady himself while yeah. holding the laser. Terrifying. Oh, yeah. oh, Terrifying. Well, like the grippiest shoes in the whole world. Mm. Oh, my God. No. And then this is the only thing I know, like, to know that he's on ropes and stuff is when he starts kicking in the window to get uh, in. And yes. I'm like, there is no possible way with only one glove and thing that you can no. fly like that. But anyway, he crashes in. Uh, he gets in, does his job, and then he can't actually can't get out of the server room because he doesn't have a card or anything to get out. And Brands the whole time is like three minutes until they come up to their meeting. Three minutes, and he just grabs this. He doesn't even think about it. Yeah, he just grabs a nylon cord and attaches it to his belt. I don't fucking know, and just jumps out and just runs down. And that Tom Cruise is doing that. Mm. Tom Cruise. That was maybe my favourite thing in the it's whole movie. It's so cool. How he propels, he runs all the way around and then propels himself back yeah. and then knocks himself out. <laughs> <laughs> so to, when he runs out, it's one of my favourite bits, especially to yell at Brian for he comes down and he's like two floor, the rope only gets him two floors above where they has to go. And Brian's like, you caused too you caused it long enough. And he's like, no <laughs> shit. <laughs> Shut up, Brent. So he has to, he's like, okay, I'm going to swing in there. So he runs along the building sideways and then kicks out and does this big arc Amazing. around, lets go of the cord and hits into the window but kind of misses, nearly knocks himself out. Mm. And Brant and Jane catch him, Grab him just in time. Grab the very last second. The very last second, they're all hanging out the window and it's very terrifying. Yeah, they give me butterflies. Yeah, and then they all sit there like puffing and Benji's like, well, I just had a really hard job of swapping all the numbers around, but I did it. Thanks, Benji. Thank <laughs> you. Sweet Benji. I think Sabine has rocked up early, mm. which is, and then, oh. And Everyone's then, rocked up early. Yeah, and then Wistrom, the uh, right-hand man, has turned up, but he's with another guy, which is the guy from the kitchen, the family. And Brand is able to recognise him as, I didn't write down his name. Oh, he's there to authenticate launch codes. So that's why I think this guy wanted to leave because he knew. Yeah, he Mm. has very valuable intel now. He knows that, yeah. He knew that he was going to be roped into this, and he was. And, uh, yeah, he has to authenticate the codes, which this is where I get really confused because I don't know what their initial plan was. I can't work out what their initial plan was because now they have to change the plan and thing making the masks breaks down. So... Now suddenly, maybe they were gonna stash the real people somewhere. They were gonna hit them and yeah, hold knock them, them out and, and then pretend to be them. But instead, they have to switch. Yeah, I yeah, I don't quite know what the initial plan was, but they're panicking now because like Ethan and Bran had this big fight about you know we just have to leave it. It's not gonna work. And he's like, if we do, we just give him dud codes and blah blah. blah and like it's not gonna work. We have to actually stop him. So anyway, this bit doesn't it goes a bit beyond me. But the plan is Jane is going to be with the actual bad guys and pretend to be Sabine and pretend to be Sabine and Sabine is going to meet Ethan and Brand and yeah Brand has the contact in and so I know okay Sabine has the real papers but they now oh they now have to okay I think I'm figuring it out as I go <laughs> yeah. along they now can't the original plan was to give fake codes yes, to but because that guy's there they because that guy's there they can't he'll do be that. able to tell yes mm. okay now, now we're starting to work it out so they actually have to give the genuine real code so they've actually put a little tracking device on the papers because they can't let them go away with that but they, they, can't, yeah, they can't let him go away with these fucking codes otherwise you'll blow shit up yeah, throw in the whole thing yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, do everything they don't want him to do so and they're like Benji's like and also you have to keep him in sight because this is a really weak tracking device because it's tiny and has to be hidden on some papers so you know once he leaves the building we you have to be on his ass otherwise everything goes to pot again so now I've figured it out <laughs> so it all everything is almost goes to plan Winstrom Winstrom gets the codes and just leaves meanwhile Sabine's been a bit sus Sabine 
Dean is real sus on brand because she because mm. to take photos he has to actually blink twice and she can see him like she's watching his eyes What's and then she goes to hand him the papers and looks at his eye and sees the contact she's like kill him so a bit of a fight breaks out Sabine starts running and it's like Sabine's she's getting away and Jane's like I'll I'm on her. it and like don't kill her she's an asset please don't kill her because she killed your boyfriend because there's a couple of times where she's oh she even says something about I've killed the best and you see Jane because Jane can hear everything that's happening she's like mm, don't that you bitch. dare yep. talking about my boyfriend uh, so she chases her she doesn't she doesn't kill her she actually apprehends her and says to Benji please watch out for her so why do I have to inside because if I do, I'll kill her. And, of course, Sabine immediately overpowers Benji mm. and nearly gets away. Jane and Sabine have a nice big fight in front of the big open window mm. and it gets to a point where Jane has... And I don't think Jane was in the wrong here. Like no, it was really the only thing she could have yeah, done. Yeah, because Sabine's holding a gun at her, but she's standing near the big open window. So Jane just sidekicks her and mm. kicks and her out the building. Sa- see you, Sabine. I don't know if there was enough, in, like, enough they could get out of Sabine to be worth all that hassle. So, anyway, uh, Jane has... Exacted revenge for the death of her boyfriend, and good on her, I say. Meanwhile, what is it? Oh, so yeah, Ethan has to um, run after Winstrom mm. because he has the he has the literal code. So follows him down. Like Benji tries to slow his escape down a little bit by stopping the lifts and everything, but there's only so much he can do. He gets down to the bottom, and Ethan's right behind him and like acting casual as. Except, oh mate, the Russian cop Sidorov turns up and is like, "Hey, team leader, no. I'm here to bust you." No. So Ethan's like, "Okay, cool. This is bigger than you are." <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm not the bad guy here, but sweet. Keep doing that, Russia. And was that, sorry, was that after they killed the innocent guy that knew the intel? Oh, yeah. Oh. It was really sad. And he said, release my family now. So he released the family. He's like, okay, and shoots this poor guy. And like, yeah, it was really sad. That was a sad bit. Still don't quite know who he was, but I'm still no. sad that he died. And probably his family will kill too, because I, I don't so. imagine bad guys give a shit. No. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll release him into the river dead. Mm. Jerks. Yeah, so Ethan now. Arrested. He's going to be arrested by Russia. So he's like, I'm really sorry. And like bashes him up. But meanwhile, Wistrom is like, what's happening? Oh, Ethan's right behind me. I should probably run. Mm-hmm. So he runs out. Oh, and one thing we missed. When Ethan was up climbing the building, they look on the horizon like, what the hell is that? <sighs> And there's what looks like a huge big storm off in the distance, but it's in the middle of the desert, so it's some big hectic Dust sandstorm. Mm-hmm. And uh, Benji's like, it's so far away, it's fine. Yeah, don't worry about it. Except when, and I love this bit so much, because Winstrom runs out of the building and Ethan's right behind him. Ethan's wearing like this really shiny blue suit mm-hmm. and he looks real nice when he's running and he's doing these proper Tom Cruise run. They're now running through and then the sandstorm hits. So to add another layer of complexity to really good. To this. And luckily, Ethan, when he was climbing the building, had a pair of goggles on. And when he got changed, he just stashed them in his pocket. Yes. So luckily, he could just chuck them on. Back they go. And just nick a, a bandana thing to wrap around his face. But you, the visibility is zero. And there's like a bit where, you know, he's on his tail, but then does something to distract Ethan. So he, he almost gets away. But then Ethan's like looking at the tracker and he comes back into range. And really he's like, fast. he's coming at me really fast. And all of a sudden, the car that hits Ethan. And Ethan goes, lands on the top of the car and clings on and is like trying to scramble up and like punch him in the face and then at one point just before he nearly gets crushed by something coming his way Ethan grabs his face and pulls off what is obviously a mask mm-hmm. he's like oh, it wasn't even Winstrom it was someone else and Ethan steals a car cha- manages to chase him and intersects him by he can see where he's going he's going off this off ramp to go onto another highway so Ethan just crosses the road and goes up to intersect him speeds up crashes into him Jumps rolls out, out just, just in time and it's really good bit where the car comes flying back and like just misses Ethan as he's lying on the ground and 
unfortunately, uh, the person in the car, who we immediately find out is Hendrix mm-hmm. or Long, wasn't the right-hand man after all. And he's not he, in the car anymore. Not in the car. He's run off and That's has jumped it. in a truck and is out of there. Yeah. So he has the codes and their mission has been unsuccessful. <sighs> Which is fucking, what a pain. <laughs> like all that, all that. He climbed on outside of a building, 130 floors up, and is like, and bye, gone. see ya, yeah. papers. Disappointing. Yeah. I think after that integral scene, we might actually have to pause for a minute there, Chloe. Sure. Because we've gone for a little while. Uh-oh. So, no, that's all right. <laughs> um, like, like I said, we said before, there's a, a lot that happens yes. in this movie. Uh, if anyone's confused, the, the synopsis on IMDb is actually really good uh, to help clear things up. It helped for me a lot. Yes, I had to refer to that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so sandstorms happened and Hendrix has made off with the codes that he needs to set off a, a missile. And what's the IMF going to do now? Uh, 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 I guess stay tuned till next week, but we'll go through that. Uh, just before we go, uh, a reminder that you can find my social media by going to Tom Cruise Reviews on Instagram, Tom Cruise Review, no S on Twitter, or my website, TomCruiseReviews.com. We'll just wrap that up for this week. Thank you for joining me, Chloe. No worries. Thank you, And uh, I'll see you in one week's time. Excellent. See you then. Bye. Bye. Bye.